Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the PD Sports Podcast. In the top left of your screen, you will see Damo. How you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Still in depressed land from the UCL, but it is what it is. Apart from that, everything's good. And in the top right, you've got Dom. How you going? Great. All good. Perfect. Well, we haven't had a podcast for a while since well before the Champions League, I think it was in the end, probably the week of... Don't need to go on it too much as two Liverpool supporters and a Chelsea supporter who lost to the Real Madrid team that went on to win it anyway. Um, not a good night for us, but doesn't matter. We'll move on. We could spend all night talking about issues and fallout from that game, but that's not really the point of our podcast today. But before we make a start, make sure you go and have a look at Damo's channel over at Damo underscore 23 to suss out his journeyman. Get over on Twitter at Dom underscore Trimboli. Is it 10 in your handle? Seven? Seven? No, sorry. It's just Dom Trimboli underscore. Dom Trimboli underscore over on Twitter for some quality bants. And stay right here on my channel if you want to see how I'm rebuilding Derby in the Premier League on FM 22. Before we jump into the main topic of discussion on this podcast... Big, big, big night ahead for Australian football fans. I think this might be something that, if the result doesn't go our way, might spark a, a little secondary podcast at some point this week around the state of play again. Uh, but can't stress the importance of this result for the Socceroos. Obviously, they're playing UAE. Where are they playing? Are they playing in Qatar? Yep. Yeah, they're on neutral venues. Yeah, so one, one-off game unlike in previous years where it's normally two-legged home and away. So 90 or 120 minutes away potentially from a final playoff. So this is the first of two playoffs. What are we thinking, guys, going ahead against UAE? Uh, we're out. We're not making the World Cup. We lose tonight 1-0. So there is no uh, Tommy Rogic. And then lose to Peru. Yeah. I don't want to be pessimistic, that's- but that's my view as well, yeah. Dom. I think we get through somehow tonight against another Asian side that you know we know we can probably beat, but we I don't think we needing. we don't have the juice to get over Peru regardless. So maybe it might be better be off. Spot. It's as simple as that. We shouldn't be in this spot, and Australian football as a whole needs a look because if this is the best that we can produce in a World Cup qualifying campaign, then I think a lot of things need to change. And you know, I'm actually hoping. We do go out tonight, so we get that podcast have a chat about it because I think it'd be an interesting talk and people definitely know my views if you've been in my trap in Australian football at the moment. But I don't see a world tonight where we win with the fact that we can't score goals in a what should theoretically be for us a Mickey Mouse World Cup qualifying competition to just make the World Cup proper. Yeah, the fact that it was top two is where it hurts more, like to get out of the group. Um, that's probably the bigger takeaway from the qualification and... I've swayed a bit. I don't know. Obviously, we might save a lot of these talking points if we do a specific podcast, but I was very much, you're never going to win anything with Graham Arnold, but the more I've actually sat down and watched the team, I don't think there's much more he can do with what he's got in front of him. Like, I kind of... That, that I believe. And I think I was a bit naive to start with, but anyway, we'll break it down if we don't qualify. If we do qualify, then we might do something themed around Australia and... Obviously, we're a team that's not going to go and win the World Cup. We're just going to either make the numbers up if we get there or um, have a good fun three three nights uh, of watching Socceroos action. So we'll see what 
transpires tonight, or tomorrow morning, I should say, early Wednesday morning, our time. So we'll see where we're standing going into a potential playoff with Peru. But we've got... One thing I've loved, sorry, anyway, one thing I've loved is Craig Goodwin being a regular in the Peru's team. Finally, an Adelaide United player. So, yeah, a local lad, he went to Gleeson, not far from where we live, not far from Paul used to live. Yeah. Made his name in Australia, won a title here for his hometown club, formed a great career in Europe, in Den- in uh, Holland, he in a, like a re- very well, re- very highly regarded lead. And now that he's ready to start a family, comes home and for his, is probably the best player in the country again for his hometown club. Won, I think, two FA Cups, FFA Cups. Yeah, back to back. He's just he's bringing titles to his hometown club, formed a career overseas. Now he's a mainstay in the Socceroos. That's just it's great to see for a local lad. Yeah, it is. And what tops it off is he has a 93 inform on FIFA. That looks absolutely amazing. Team of the season. Yeah, that is. Looks 99 pace, which has tempted me to get back on FIFA, but I can't do it. Otherwise, the bug will start again. So we've got uh, some interesting talking points for this episode. This episode could either go for 40 minutes or it could go for an hour and 40 minutes, depending on uh, what gets uh, brought up by some of us here. But what we're going to do is we're going to start forward planning for the next Premier League season. We're also going to have a look at who went down and have a bit of a chat. I think that's where we should start. I don't think we should linger on those guys, but we're going to split this up over the next few weeks. Obviously, if things transpire with the Socceroos, we might throw a Socceroos-specific one in there um, if things don't go to plan. But we're going to start off with... Looking at which way should we go? Should we go from 18 to 20 or should we go from 20 back up to 18 then 17 up? I think we should I think we should go from newly promoted, relegated. No, no, I got to go relegated first. No, no, I got to go relegated first because they're out of the league. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, let's go 20 up. So Okay. We'll go so what we'll do is we'll go Norwich, Watford, Burnley, Yep. And it was Forest, Bournemouth, Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle, uh, Fulham. I was thinking of Mitrovic. Um, yeah, so we'll go that order, I think. So Norwich, who wants to take them on first? Uh, it's <laughs> sta- standard usual, isn't it? And uh, them and Fulham will shake hands as they walk across the, the paths back to the championship in the Prem, take their money, go back down, inevitably probably come back up again, it, just being who they are. I don't know about them coming back up, though. That squad didn't look the year. same. This year, say that every year though. I didn't think they were going to come back up last time. So, uh, but look, it is what it is for them. I just think their writing's always on the wall. The only thing I say that was different about this Norwich side than the previous ones is they actually sacked their manager and tried to play a better brand of football that suits them. I know Farf will try to play this, you know, system that he has a philosophy on, which I can respect. Uh, but when you don't have the quality of player, um, it's never going to work. And um, I really think if he had a quality team, he could actually show himself as being a very good coach. So I don't think it was down to him. Just think Norwich always never spend when they come up and never have a team that's good enough for the Prem, but uh, have a squad that's always seems to be too good for the championship. I think that relies a lot down to Pookie being Pookie. Well, you got to remember, he's now two years older as well. Like there's going to be a point where his goals aren't going to save them. I think they hedged a lot on Christos Solis playing, um, who just... For whatever reason, didn't get, I think he's been injured because he hasn't even been playing for Greece. Um, so I'm a bit shocked. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I think he just couldn't get in the team, couldn't get fit. It'd be interesting to see the, how many minutes he played. I tried keeping an eye on him this year, but I just every time I looked, he wasn't in the team. I don't know. I think this team hasn't had much investment in it lately. It looks very similar to the team that went down last time. I don't know whether if they can get some investment through the parachute payments and whatever that they do get um, in order to try and strengthen in the championship, but... Norwich is Norwich. Dom, I know your views on them. Uh, just a nothing, yeah. not a nothing club, but, you know, they don't offer much and they've never looked like they've, you know, they've never taken risks, really, have they? They're very, I feel like they're very safe. They don't throw it, the kitchen sink at it. And, and that's why they fail, is because they don't take it on board and they don't provide the challenge that they should set out themselves to stay up. They're just happy to be there. I'd almost want them to go through like a playoff push and miss out to then yeah. go like, all right, now we need to change because if they just keep thinking we'll go up and down like a yo-yo, then they're probably happy with that because they're not ever losing money because of the parachute payment as well. So if yeah. they're confident in going up and down every year, then there's no incentive to stay up. Like they get one year of crap results and a year of good results and a year of crap results and a year of good results. I don't know. Look, I they're one team that I'm more than happy not to spend that much time on because there's not a whole lot to say. None of the players could I could see maybe just shut a sergeant. It didn't even show yeah. much. I couldn't see a Premier League team that's come up or an established Premier League team taking anyone on. Any of their, yeah, no. Nah. Unless for squad depth. But no one's the thing Max was Aarons. though Max Aaron's maybe, but he was pretty horrific this year. Normally someone stands out for them. In years past, you've had Pookie, you've had Aaron's, like who always get trained. Was that Jam- was his name the left back? Was it Lewis? Yeah, Jam- Lewis. Jamal Lewis, who went to Newcastle. You know, normally there's one every time they come up. Someone shows something. This time round, they oh. just had nothing. They genuinely had nothing. Sergeant scored that weird goal, the back heel goal thing. But other than that, like I don't remember anything Norwich did all year. That's how poor they were. Yeah. They got battered. All right. Moving up the table. Watford, probably one of the more, pretty much polar opposites, isn't it? We're talking about teams that don't take a risk in Norwich. You say Watford take a lot of risks and a lot <laughs> of the time it pays risks. off. And they probably take too many. You're probably right. Um, a few people, are, I've been watching some predictions um, online and a lot of people had them like loitering uh, with relegation, but their time was was near, I think, again. Looking at their squad, yeah. similar issues with investment. Haven't really kicked on heaps with their investment, like in, in quality investment. Like they've picked up like Suzuko. They picked up that Hernandez, who was actually okay. Was Dennis, is this Dennis's first year? Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure Manuel Dennis's first year. Right, if that's his first year, then I'll probably take that statement back. Because um, he was quite good until he had his uh, Afcon saga, uh, where they wouldn't let him go, and he just didn't play at all, really, like well since he's after that point. But again, not they've never been convincing, have they? Really, Watford the last few runs I've been up in the Premier League. Yeah, I think a lot of that stems to you look at Norwich and they're too safe and they're just uh, happy to be there and take their payments and yo-yo. Watford are almost like, oh, you lost three games, you're out the club, sack the manager, next manager, and it's just a never-ending revolution of just managers coming through. 
and yeah. there's no stability. And in the end, if you don't have no stability, you've got nothing that you can build upon. And when Norwich were too stale, Watford are just too much the other way. And in the end, they probably had something good under them. I think it was Marco Silva. And they just decided to get rid of him out of nowhere yeah. because they wanted Ranieri and then Ranieri didn't work out. And then, yeah, look, at the end of the mm, day... Roy. <laughs> for me, Watford doing that to managers, I hope they don't come up for a while because they need to go for it and just really look at that club and go... The culture ruined, issue. Yeah, we've ruined something that could have been really good here at this football club because I actually think the squad, if you've got the right coach to develop them, could stay up, especially in the back of Ismail Saar. It's a lot better Dennis squad than well. Norwich. Yeah, and they've got a squad that on their day could challenge, you know, to stay up in the prem. Um, a bit more convincing than they did this year. And I think a lot of that goes down to how that club's run. And, you know, if the club's run that poorly, ro- rotating too many managers, what do you expect to happen? Imagine what it'd be like. Sorry, sorry, Don, if you wanted to cut in. But imagine being a player in that environment too, like not knowing every game, game by game, who's in charge really, like, is the manager playing for his life or coaching for his life? You know what I mean? Like just, it's just, I don't, I just can't put myself in that position where it'd be that unstable uh, and, and feel like I can play for a manager. Like if I've been bought by somebody and then by the end of that season, I've had two other managers. Like imagine Musa Suzuko has gone in under, I think it was Marco Silva, the start of the season. He's finished under Roy Hudson. Like there's completely different managers. Like, how can a player confidently sign number one for Watford, knowing that his role might completely change based on who's coaching? And two, if he's an important first team player for one coach, what happens if another guy comes in and you're just on the bench, like in a, in a World Cup year as well? Like who who genuinely would want to go to Watford right now? <laughs> what do you guys reckon? Uh, I, think gonna have a, I reckon they're going to have a high turnover. Of yeah. players, I think I don't see Ismail Sarr staying. That's one. Uh, that's one I think goes to another Premier League club. Yeah, Gab Pedro, Emmanuel Dennis. I can't see them staying. Saying Suzuko, his wages will be through the roof. Foster's already said he's in. leaving. Who's that? Ben Foster's leaving. Starting keeper. He's, yeah, he's gone. Uh, Trusa Kong. I can't see him staying. Josh King. There could be a mass exodus there, and I don't think far off it. Yeah, they probably need it though. And there's a lot of those guys... And a new manager too. A lot of those guys can cut it in the Prem as well. And that's a big core of their players gone where... Unlike Norwich, I can see Yoing back up into the Prem next year because they'll probably keep a hold of a lot of these players. I actually see Watford maybe struggling next year, not to stay in the championship, but to come back up again. I think it goes two ways. Yeah. If they keep a good core of them, then I think... And give the new manager time. You can lock them to come straight back up. But if they lose... Like they could lose their front three, the whole midfield. Yeah, because they they'll just they'll turn into that club that just can't get back up. I'm trying to just oh, okay. So Rob Edwards is the new manager. The young fella that they poached from. Is it from another championship club? Wasn't he? No, 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 no. It was like not. It was uh Forest Green. Um, and oh, apparently, yeah, that's right. He, he had a he had a clause or something that he could talk to other clubs about at the end of the season. Watford, instead of approaching the club to say, can we speak to your manager, went to the manager directly. The manager then kept it away from Forest Green saying, oh, yeah, I'll speak to you. And then apparently he was doing an interview on Sky Sports and they turned around and he just messaged him saying, yeah, I'm leaving for Watford. And so they sat <laughs> Oh, wow. And Fair so they're, if they're, it's like a six-minute interview with Forest Green's chairman going, I knew nothing about it till about an hour ago. And he's already signed a deal at Watford. Um, Far out. And 
just shows the problems at Watford that they're sacking that many managers and they're going behind clubs' backs to try and bypass compensation or whatever to just agree a deal without going through the proper you know procedure. It's it's, it's a bit weird how they signed him. Uh, only reason I remember that is I watched that Sky Sports interview. But um, yeah, Forrest Green, uh, Forrest Green's manager. Apparently, he's some young kid. He's younger than us. Yeah, well, I feel like he doesn't look that young, but I feel like if they're going in that direction, then you'd like to think it's a more long-term approach. But I think he's one of the youngest, one of the youngest English managers in league football. No, he's thirty-nine. Okay, then he's probably he's one of the younger ones, but you know, forty years olds. Okay, been yeah, around. I he was twenty-nine, twenty-nine or twenty-six. Okay. Um, he's forty. <laughs> that's a bit of a difference, but makes me feel a lot better about my life. So that's good. Yeah. So look, if he gets what he needs, which is a big, big if, then you could see Watford doing all right, but. The big factor is how long does he get? Obviously, going after a manager who's been managing in League Two, they obviously have seen something, and that's definitely the Forest Green stuff's been pretty good. Like he's been with Forest Green for a while, and their rise through non-league into into the football league, then you'd like to think that Watford are preparing a a bit more of a project. You'd think so, but it's Watford. That's All right, like him in Christmas. Dom, gonna start with you yeah. on this one. My Bur- boys. Burnley. Oh, this cut me deep, this one. <laughs> All right. The league is so much better with Burnley in it. Start us up. Where where did it go wrong? It was. I think it was just inevitable. Burnley were always going to go down. Not not this season, but they've really played with fire the past few seasons. A couple of them have had a few top-half finishes, but... They've been loitering, though. With fire. Yeah, that style they play was always going to... It was never going to work long term. Yeah, and I just don't think they scraped out those crappy wins like they have previously. Through the middle of the season, through Christmas, towards the end, they used to pick up point here, three points there. Perth Moor, it was almost a fortress for those mid-table teams, but it just wasn't wasn't like that this year. And I think it's just finally, finally come round. But they shouldn't have sacked Sean Dyche when they did. That was genuinely ridiculous. Could you say that Newcastle potentially yeah. helped relegate them? Yeah, I think if the Newcastle don't have that influx of cash, Newcastle go down. Well, what about but, more so them buying Chris Wood and unsettling that front front two where Vikhorst came in and did not do anything near what Chris Wood has done in track? Oh, that's me. I've just been thinking about that that's lately. A, yeah, that's a good point. I think I don't think that was Newcastle's intention. They were obviously buying Chris Wood because they thought they were going to be in a scrap themselves. But you know, that's what 25, 25 million doesn't get you a whole lot. And the fact that, that he had that release clause, you know, that's probably I think contributed. Now, course, has said he's leaving anyway, so. so so it's a double negative at that point. They've lost both, and like, look, Weghorst came in with a lot of expectation on his shoulders and that maybe could have been too much uh, to be perfectly honest um, because he had been scoring well-ish in Germany for uh, Wolfsburg. Those big, those big, big, big strikers don't bang him in. No. 20, 25 a season. It's what they do. They bring in their hold-up play. They bring other players into the game. And he actually looked all right too when I'd seen him play. Yeah. yeah well, he didn't have a... Cornet and McNeil playing off him. Thought it was good watch, but yeah, now it's come to bite them because he's gone. Cornet said he wants to leave as well. McNeil yeah, surely goes. 
McNeil goes, generates an ink. They, that's 50 million, right? 50 million plus for those three right there. I'll put on record, I see them coming straight back up. I think they invest well and they have what it takes to be successful in the championship. And I think they're coming straight back up. I saw someone was linked with that job. Vincent Company. Yeah, uh, for me, it's if they get the right manager. If they get the right manager, they'll come back up because that's my only worry with them. The fact they sat Sean Dice when they sat Sean Dice, I'm glad they're down because I cannot understand and fathom if a guy with his track record of keeping you safe with a running that's so tight that you turn around and sack him. And it nearly worked out for them, but that would have been from pure luck, not because of anything that was quite smart or made footballing sense. As much as I love Burnley and I'm going to miss Burnley and being in the Prem because they kind of embody the old school Stoke City sort of mentality of, you know, set up and do your job sort of thing to stay up. Punt I'm it. miss that. Um, but uh, I think it deserves the football club right for making such a horrendous decision that they go down. And I actually think it ultimately doesn't fall down a wet course or anything like that. It falls down to the fact they sack the best manager out of that relegation race on a whim. And, well, congratulations, that's the prize you win. It's weird that they rode him down. Last time they went down, though, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's different? Like, if he got you relegated, whatever, like, because he'd been such a good servant to the club. Now they just look stupid. Like, the oh, the fact that they sacked him and they got relegated, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it is a fine margin. It is a real fine margin. If the board sort of already had thought maybe time was coming, then... Maybe they thought and they'd get a bounce. Like, Why don't they just wait to the end of the season? I mean, yeah. They're relegated anyway. Well, that's in hindsight. If they stay up, yeah. you then go, they made the right call. So that's risk-reward. You know, we're talking about Norwich not taking risks. Burnley took a bloody big one and it backfired because they didn't yeah. actually look any better. Like Leeds, after getting rid of Bielsa, looked different under Jesse March and we'll get on to them later. But you have to get that appointment right. They didn't actually appoint anybody. The fact that they just got someone from within, yeah. I think that's what Burnley did, wasn't it? It was someone from within. Yeah. yeah. Then there's no, then there's no point. Then there's genuinely no point at that, at that, you know, at that point, because it's going to be someone who's been under Dyche anyway. So you're going to not get anything different. It's just a different it was, voice. It was just a shake up. That's all it was just to shake them up. But that doesn't work. They had to bring someone in and you know who they should have brought in. Sam Allardyce was sitting there waiting for a job. I reckon. That would have been the one to keep yeah. him up. But, you know, he started to lose that reputation now, though. Uh, because he can't get a job after what's happened, which was, I mean, you know... Oh, he, he had the he, West he, Brom one. Yeah, but a lot of that's from his England fallout that he can't... I don't think he can't get a job, so... Um, oh, it's probably but, time for him to stay out of the game anyway, to be honest. Yeah, look, at the end of the day... Um, it is Give someone else a go. Sure, I feel for sure Dyche anyway, because I feel like if he had investment there, he, he's a good enough manager, he would have maybe done something. I've got a really big shout into where I think Sean Dice ends up next. Uh, but we'll talk about that as we talk about one of the other clubs that we're about to mention because they are in one of the clubs that we'll talk about coming. All right. Any of their players go anywhere? McNeil. Yeah. Uh, McNeil. I'd love McNeil to go to Forest. I think McNeil stays in the Premier League. Weghorse and Cornet go overseas. Yeah. Generate 50, 60 million. You're missing the best player out the lot. That's the problem. Nick Pope. Mate, he's ending up at Newcastle. Newcastle's going to throw kitchen well, sink. Well, if it goes, that's $100 million right there yeah. to reinvest and then yeah. they come back. And up. if it's under company, then at least they're going to get – maybe exploit that Belgian market, find some kids that he's out of Anzalek maybe, bring him across. Um, Players on loan from Man City. Ooh, so imagine yeah. setting up a little little thing there. Go get Liam Delat. Oh, yeah, I, I think that's what would happen there too. Yeah, I've heard some if really strong rumours. 
I've heard some strong, real strong rumors that it's going to be company. So that'd be cool. And I think that's a good job for him too. Um, going from player manager to manager to coming back to England. I think that's fantastic and doing it the right way. If they do that and they clear out those players, we said, and they reinvest well, I want, I will be right on their bandwagon to come straight back up. Yeah. Same with me. And I hope they do. Yeah, Yeah. I do too. I like watching them. Turf Moor is always a good little, little stadium to watch. Exactly. Yeah. All right, promoted sides. Forest. I love oh, this. The boys. I love yes. this. We want, we, 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 we yes, the boys. Love they the storylines. They may only finish on seven points next year, but who cares? Let's go. No, nah, I think they've got some guys with some quality. My big thing yeah, for them is a lot of their guys were on loan. That's the key. Yeah. They need to be able to keep that core of kids together. Might be hard. That is going to be very, very hard, but... We, we can underestimate the money. Like we can't underestimate the money that they're going to get from coming up, especially through the playoff. The team could look very different. The team could look so different. The fact that the, the managers come in, it was early do- early days, but he took them from relegation zone to playoff final. Like That is just unheard of. Football like, managers stop that. Yeah. Steve so, Cooper. Big Steve. So, I'm so glad they're up. So am I. Like, well, in my lifetime of watching it properly, I've never seen them in the top division. So... Like 05 or 06 was the last time, maybe. I feel like they're on FIFA 06 this year in the Prem, so. I think they've been saying, yeah, it's definitely 17, 20 odd, like in that bracket yeah. um, since they went down. So, look, any teams that come up, it's rare that three teams stay up. We know what Fulham are like. <laughs> so, we can talk about Fulham later, but big question is. With investment, do we see Forrest staying? No. Yeah. No. I think they've signed those players that were on loan. I think Joel Garner goes back on loan. Yeah. Yeah. Keenan Davis, they, uh, I don't see them not signing him on a permanent. Because they got uh, Villa have Watkins and Ings. Yep. And yeah. then now they've shown them up. They're probably pushing towards playing with just one number nine. Yeah. Especially with Leon Bailey there. Davis, I'm saying send me to Forrest permanently. Yep. That's Spence, the wing back. Is he, is he the dude from Borough? Yeah, he is. Because there was a guy on loan from Middlesbrough that dominated this year, which is Spence. ironic. Yes. I think that was Spencer. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. So he probably wants to stay in the Premier League then. Yeah. Uh, uh, words come out. Spurs put in a bid for him, and I think Forrest have matched it. So okay. I think he wants to stay, maybe. Wait. The way a lot, yeah. I think if you're a Spence, you're going to Forest. Surely you give it one year. Give Forest one year, yeah. and if they go down, then you say, yeah, all right, release relegation release clause, and then sell me to a team like that. But give them one. Give them one in the Premier League. Surely if you've got them up, you want to stay and you want to see it out one, like at least for a year. Like the way, you know, like Kante, he did his 18 months, whatever it was at Leicester, won the league and left. You know what I mean? Like give him, give him something. But oh, look, I've, I haven't watched heaps of. Forest, to be perfectly honest. But what I have seen, I've really liked. Yeah. Really aggressive. German got a Danish guy, Zinkenagel. He's on loan from Watford. So what happens there? He stays he at Watford. Season. Watford are going to hold him. You're going to hold him. Yeah. Comes down to player then. He played, just looked, he played 45 out of 46 games in the championship. So Jesus. Forest will definitely like try to sign him, but I think Watford will want to hold him so they can go up with him. But we'll see. It's a fine line, isn't it? Because if you get the player offside, then he just 
refuses yeah. to play. He's 27. He doesn't have many years. Now, this could be his one chance to play in the Premier League. Yeah, I hear that too. For me, it's going to be about how they spend it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do the Fulham approach and sign twelve oh, to fifteen players and no, lose and lose the identity that got you up. That's the key. That's 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 it. You want the key core dynamic to stay the same. If they do that, you want to be a you want to be a Brighton, be a Brighton. Yeah. yeah. And the first year is the hardest at that point. The first yeah. will be the hardest. Stay up, just stay up. Don't want to overachieve. Why that's why we give Burnley so much credit. Well, that this, that was their second stint, and it doesn't feel like yeah. it. Because they no, went down and straight back the up. They kept the identity, though. Yeah. The whole yeah. time. Yeah, that's a good shout. Brighton, yeah, they've, they're like a mainstay, really. I can't even remember when they... Yeah. I can't remember um, if they've yo-yoed they at all, now but... They're, now they're a top-half club. Yeah, yeah but that's because the manager's unbelievable. They slowly keep the players and then slowly... Add. Upgrade. Add. Keep them. Yeah. Like they did it. They've done it perfectly. Yeah, they have. Yeah, and that's the model, really. Because how many times do you see a team come up, splash the cash, and pfft, down they go? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's more proven record of Brentford. Brentford didn't go nuts signing people. They added bits and pieces, but everyone was talking about Embuemo, Tony, Pinnock, uh, David Raya. Like, they're, they're names that were playing. I mean, Raya, not so much because he got injured, but Pont- Pontus Janssen, like that. They were in the starting. Rico Henry, they were playing in the championship push and they've played the whole year this year. So I think from 10 years ago, five years ago, I think that gap, Premier League, the top end of the Premier League is miles above, but 10 to middle of the championship, I don't think there's much in it anymore. Like it's not going to surprise me if we start seeing more mid-table Premier League Teams buying players from seven, eight, nine in the chair. If someone's dominating at Reading or Blackburn, yeah. don't be surprised if we start seeing more linear transfers within England because I don't think the gap's as big as it used to be. It's not. And the reason why it's not there as well is if you look at Brentford, for instance, they kept their core identity, that kept brought them up, and they've done extremely well. Brighton, same thing. Burnley, second stint, they keep the same identity. It's almost just the pathway of what teams should do. Is like, this is the team that got you up. Keep that core. Add the little sprinkles that you need, the 100,000 on top, which makes a, you know an ice cream so much better, but keep the bloody ice cream. And then if you do that, it's fine. If you do what Fulham do, throw the ice cream in the bin and just pour a whole cone of 100,000, you're left hungry still. So you're going back down. That's my analogy, by the way. It was one of the crazy Great ones. Um, but it, it's the same thing. And I think that's where you will see that Anywhere from, I think, 10th in the championship, I'll go as low as that, and someone's dominating, to probably about 12th in the Prem, there isn't much difference between the clubs yeah. and the level. The I difference agree. is how good is the manager and the team gelled together and how much do they buy into what they're trying to achieve. For someone who it didn't kick on for, say, in particular, was Adam Armstrong, but yeah. he's someone that had all the hype in the world. And maybe this year, like being at Southampton, it's been a bit different for him than Blackburn, but I'm still very confident in that he'll score goals in the Premier League. And yeah. I, I think there's like for teams like your Southamptons, and we'll talk about them later, and teams like Leeds, if the player's not there in the international market, go go look at Swansea or go look at these teams that, pardon me, finished up yeah. near the playoffs because there's talent there. Yeah, 100%. But anyway. I agree. Bournemouth, I, agree well. I think. Bournemouth. And talking about identity, obviously... Eddie Howe 
uh, brought them identity. They're just a good team, aren't they? They are. They are. And they were unlucky to go down. Likeable club. Scott Parker, likeable. Yeah, and second time round now going up. Similar manager, similar identity. Scott Parker and Eddie Howe tried to play the same way as well, so they kept the same identity too. And straight away brings them the result of getting back up. Although they didn't win it. And uh, I think Fulham are always going to win the championship when they're there. But, With the team they've um, got. Yeah, but the team they've got, they should. But it just shows that Bournemouth still have that ability. Um, and to be fair, I'm happy they're up. I know that we don't like teams yellowing too much, but Bournemouth are a team that I think can come up and stay up as well if they keep the same, you know, identity, group dynamic. Everyone buys in and they add those little players that they may need. And there might even be a couple of players that Bournemouth may go and target from the likes of Watford and the likes of obviously the couple of the other relegated clubs. But I think if you're Bournemouth, you're looking at a Kong at the back and maybe trying to maybe you know, pinch another one from somewhere else. You know, if they can get Emmanuel Dennis to play that Josh King role that they used to have, or Josh King back, that might be enough yeah. to maybe come back and stay up. Yeah, with Solanke as well in some yeah. good form at the moment. And it's hard, you know, it's going to be hard to see um, how they're going to go. But I think, I've just been thinking, like this next season, like not going into last year, you pretty much said... Watford, Norwich, probably going down. Who's the third team? This year, I look at it, I go, Bournemouth have the guts to stay up. Fulham have the guts to stay up. And Forest, with their support, playing packed-out stadiums at home, we're probably saying relying on a bit of quality, but have the capacity to stay up. Who comes down? Like uh, we'll get to it after, but there's not standouts like there normally is. Really, like everyone will say Fulham. I think naturally because the track record is dump, 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 dump. Yeah, but there's no one that goes. They're gonna get smacked every week. Nah. And that's what I'm really excited about this season. And I'm. It's more interesting to find out how it's gonna go the World Cup break. But I don't want to go into that. But Dom, anything on Bournemouth? Yeah, once again, very likable. Excited to see Jamal Lowe in the Premier League. That's yeah. it, my boy. I want to see him linking up with Ismail Asar. Yeah, I'm either side of the wing with Salonga <laughs> through the middle. <laughs> uh, Ryan Christie through the middle. He's good. He's a good player, mate. He was, un- I remember watching him for Celtic, thinking this guy is unbelievable. He's yeah. good. So Defensively he's with Bournemouth. And they have to, and I know you two will agree, they have to sign Nat Phillips on a permanent. Yeah. They do. And as I much as I would to. hate me to see him go, I'd no, say that and open halves. Thank you, mate. Off you go. Yeah. Because he's and been Jürgen, a mainstay yeah, of that team as well. And Jurgen would have stand in his way. After what he's done for the football club, Jurgen would stand in his way. If he if we turn, if they turn around and say Nat Phillips wants to go there to Jurgen, Jurgen would turn around and go, as long as they give us something reasonable, no dramas. They kept hold of I didn't realise they kept hold of Jefferson Loma as well, who was quite highly rated when he came in. Yeah, he still stayed there and played a couple of seasons in the championship. He was that's the yeah. thing that had the ability to do that and keep that core dynamic and that core identity. So I think they come up and they're going to be quite good next year to stay up. Not yeah. quite good as in top half, but quite good as in they'll be fighting. They don't need heaps yeah. either. That's the thing. Like they don't need heaps to add to yeah. their core. Alrighty. Just need a touch of quality. Yep. Last one, Fulham. Mr. Right. Moneybags up front at the moment, Daddy Mitrovic. 
There he, here he is. How many He's times do we say this? I love him. I actually He's love him. Go. I love him. Reserve. I love him. He's so good until he can do it in the Premier League. I love him though, but because of how passionate he is, and he gives it a hundred percent. Ah, you want a year of eighteen? He's, he's, he's done. He's done it before, though. He nah. was sixteen a few seasons ago in fantasy Premier League. It was amazing. Nah. He's like, every time Fulham's up, he just nailed on. He goes up there because he always scores goals. He's like a ten to thirteen. At the you know, he needs more. He needs the extra five. I think if he can get fifteen to eighteen, and they're losing Cavallo as well to us. Whether we loan him back, we probably do. Yeah, I think he goes back on loan. Yeah, they need him. That's the natural progression. And then Harry Wilson. Look at the Liverpool link up up front there. Uh, is he on the permanent? Yeah, so. Harry Wilson is, yeah. Harry Wilson's been there for a couple of years now. Yeah. I think. Fair, fair. So. Kearney, Harrison Reed. I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe like that Gibbs White from Wolves. I just have a gut feeling. I've seen nothing. Uh, he was on loan at Sheffield. Um. I think Fulham could be a spot for him, I think. Um, yeah. Not, I've literally got no reasoning to it. I've just got a gut feeling that he was a player of the championship last year. I just don't see him at Wolves because no, it just doesn't it. fit the mould with Wolves. But I see him at a Fulham. I don't really see him at Bournemouth. and I don't, Maybe yeah. Forest. I don't know, but I just see him at Fulham. It's just... I don't know. It's just that Fulham just tend to do it. Keep that core. I think try give it a go with that core. Sign four or five players, sell a few. Who's their gaffer at the go. moment? Let's have a look. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go down, their gaffer is Marco Silva. That's if you're right. gonna go down, do it go respectably. Because last time they went down, it was just embarrassing. It was just it was embarrassing, and it was most embarrassing last time they went down is that Mitrovic scored only three goals, but that's because the team was just dead horrid. It was that was one of the worst Premier League sides ever. Yeah, because they never speaking played. Speaking about Mitrovic, yeah. speaking about Mitrovic, by the way, this is his record in the Premier League. Newcastle, when they got relegated, he scored nine. He then went back there in 2017-18, only played six games that year. He might have been injured, only scored a goal. He then, when he came up with that Fulham side 2018-19, which wasn't the worst Fulham side, but still wasn't good, in a not good Premier League side, he scored eleven. And then obviously the year where they were dead horrid, he only scored three, but I don't know how many goals Fulham scored that year, but it wasn't many. Um, but then you look at him in the championship, 26 and 40, 43 and 44 in his last two seasons in the in the championship. So this is a guy that gets opportunity in the Prem. To Dom's point stands in. though, that's the thing. Yeah, it does. I understand that. But for me, when I see him score 11 and he scored another, you know, a 12 there as well for really dead horrid sides that have had no hope staying up, there's definitely a player that I think this Fulham squad's a little bit better than the other squads that have come up previously. I think it's fair to say. That he I needs think 15 he for them to stay up. That he needs 15 to 18 for them to have a chance at staying up. That, that's the key. I oh, mean, back like, coming off 40, you'd hope so. I think, <laughs> I think next year, Fulham would be in the scrap, but he scores nearly 20 goals next year. He doesn't get quite there, but he gets in that bracket of 18, 19. I need someone up there with him, though. They need someone there to take the load off just to take... Because if, if it's just him and Harry Wilson... It's just working. It's What's just your boy Matroglu doing, Paul? Eating protein bars. <laughs> he, like, no, he's done. That's all they've got. They're just going to get stuck into him. Yeah. Yeah. You're a centre-half, and you know that's all they've got. Bang. Up they almost him. have to play four-four-two with one guy that's going to go and stretch. You know yeah, what I mean? Like just it's, leave Matroglu to do his thing. I'm Matroglu, bloody uh, Mitrovic. 
Yeah, get a Prime Troglu there. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be unreal. I'd love if you that. haven't seen it, guys, go look up on YouTube. Who is it? What's his name, bloody Steve Sidwell? Was that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was Steve Sidwell. Talking about Troglu's time at Fulham when he was record signing and not playing and just lounging around the gym eating protein bars. So he tells it better than me. But Fulham, what do we think? Yes or no to them staying up? Depends what they do. Yeah. I'm going to go. Is what, I, is what I'm going to say. Really brave and say, yeah, stay up next year. That is a big shit up, but they stay up next year. They need to get some reinforcements for me. I but, think. Uh, there's a reason they stay up for me next year. We'll get to that. Alrighty. So that is the six up and down clubs. We go to Leeds. Leeds United. I think. Leeds. I think they made the change with maybe two weeks of safety up their sleeve because I didn't mind them under Jesse March. There was periods where it actually looked all right in my eyes and they picked up some big results and scored some late goals in that run-in. That's kept them up too. But with the preseason and with his players and a change of philosophy because those players have been running to the ground for the last four years, I think they could do all right. I think... They need. It looks like they've already gone and got another American guy already. Um, fullback, player, fullback, fullback, because Ailing's probably losing his legs a bit. Legend. They need investment though. This Leeds team because they've they've staggered. What do you guys reckon? They're going to lose a couple of their big players as well. They'll fit. I feel like for Leeds, the question is, do they get gutted this year in terms of transfers out? There's not much there to gut. That's the thing. Bar Calvin and Rafinha. They had a whole Rafinha. year without Bamford. You gotta remember that. Yeah, that's true. That's like a new signing. Because Rodrigo didn't come in and do what everyone thought he would. Too, he ended up playing centre midfield. <laughs> He's meant to be playing up front. So, so yeah, Gelhart got the opportunities though. So maybe it looks it looks Bamford Gelhart together up I front. In, I heard the in for Barrett and Diaz. Yeah. Is that the guy from uh, Blackburn? Yeah, Chilean dude. Okay. Well, they need they they're a team that definitely need reinforcement up front. I think I think, I that, think that, so they got good hard working midfielders. Their defense is pretty solid. To be fair, Melier's an unreal goalkeeper. Like there's, I think he leaves too this year. Oh, uh, the fact that they stayed up, you'd like to think that they he'd go again. He's not going to play there's for France. As young as him, playing consistently in the top five leagues. Yeah, I think someone comes in for a big bid. I reckon he's still a couple of years away. He's still very young. I think that's where if you're Leeds and you sell Millier, you get enough money, you go for Nick Pope straight away. Because he'll keep you up by himself. Really? You need to up single-handedly. And come out with, it with 30, 40 million in your back pocket. Probably, if you're selling Millier to somewhere. I think Millier is going to have quite the market. He's so good. It depends on who wants a keeper. I think if, you, if you're Palace and you want to continue your project, he fits their sort of system there. I think if you're Newcastle, I think Newcastle don't want Dubrovka there next year being their number one. So I think Pope or Melian goes to Newcastle and big money. Um, and then you're looking across the leagues as well and going who 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 needs a keeper around as well. And I think there's a few clubs that could be chasing a keeper this year that of quality. And I think Melian heads that list for a lot of clubs. I think he's a great keeper myself um, as from a goalkeeper coaching perspective. Um, and then if you look back at the Prem as well, I think the big four don't need a keeper. But Spurs, Spurs. Could yeah, he replace Larice? I think, and I think he's he thinks yeah, well. Coming. I think Conte would be up for that. 
I don't know what he's like with his feet though. Keepers. Nah, I don't, Conte doesn't care about that. Fair enough. Shot stoppers. Oh, okay. That's what he okay. is. <laughs> That's what he is. He can make a save. And then it depends okay. whether Rafinha stays too, I think. I think he I don't will. Think Rafinha, Rafinha's gone. Well, the way he celebrated, man, looks like he's going to stay. Bloody... Nah, he's celebrating like that because he just kept them up and he loves the club, but he's gone. He's gone. You want to know where he's coming, Paul? There's no need for him to leave. World Cup he's year. Co- Why is he going to leave? He's, co- he's leaving because we're selling Mane and he's going to be the straight. He's not coming to Liverpool. Nah, he's not coming to us. He wants Barca. He wants Barca. Oh, yeah. Every Brazilian wants Barca. Every Brazilian wants Barca. Yeah. Yeah. I Maybe think he's dumb. He can leave in January. He can go in January, but he'd be stupid to leave now. With the World Cup coming up. 100%. Play. Just play. on for Brazil. Pardon? Yeah, I, I think, think he's, he's, I think he's on nailed Brazil. onto the squad. That's the thing. He's got to just play minutes. That's the thing. He goes to a big club. He puts that in jeopardy. Actually, oh. I'll tell, tell you who uh, should sign, uh, who the relegated teams coming up should sign. They should chase Bale to the hills because he needs to play for the World Cup. Yeah, where does he fit though? Apparently, he's willing to take a wage cut. Apparently, there's a the team in Wales, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that he's uh, apparently very keen on signing for on a low fee. In Wales, I think he's substitute the wages. championship. He's not going he's championship. Willing, he's willing to go there. Apparently, from reports of Scott, no way. He'll go to a mid-table club and just take the wage cut. And have to play through the middle. Yeah, he can't play out wide play. anymore. Still take that too, but wouldn't you? A newly promoted side. If you're Fulham and you're putting Bayou and Bully uh, Mitrovic together, what about Leeds? Yeah, that's good shout. What about Southampton taking back? Nah, oh. I don't know if he wants to go there. I think that's a sinking ship. Could he be the one to stop it? Him, Adams, if they get Brozier back for another year. I would have been touched. Adam Armstrong. Brozier, dead horrid. Brozier, he was all right. Dead horrid. He was okay. He's not good enough for the Prem. If they're going up the Broger again next year, Southampton, they're going to be one of my two teams that I'm going to say that should be going down next year. If they go after Broger, they're finishing bottom. He's not that bad. I think he's horrid. I don't think he offers anything. I know we're not talking about... It's because you would have brought him in in fantasy for two weeks. You didn't score and you sold him. I never never, never transferred (laughs) him on fantasy ever this whole year. I had a good run with me. I had never touched him ever. Not one game. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, Leeds, we think they've done enough to, to stay up. Uh, well, depends. Next year, it depends big on who, question they mark. who they get sells. Big question mark, I think. I just think yeah, yeah, the question mark. this could be their Brighton moment, though. Brighton had this. Brighton started well, and then they had the year where they, like, loitered. Nearly went down. And then yeah. they kicked on. This could be their point of kicking on, potentially, and Bright- hanging around. Yeah, Brighton had the year where Matt Ryan kept them up. God, everyone forgets so, that. Yeah, More pay. Matt, Matt Miles probably top three keepers in the Prem for a season. So, all right, let's yeah. move over to Next. Merseyside, Everton. Here we go. Basket oh, case here FC. We go. Here we Frankie Lamps. How the hell did he keep him up? My problem with Everton is they got no money. They're in big, big trouble financially. They are in real prime relegation opportunity at the moment because this stadium that they're building is sucking the money out of the club plus the financial mismanagement of previous five years of transfers. I think they're one of my teams that are probably looking like they're locked in at that 17th, sorry, that 18th spot for me. 
Look. People are overreacting. Nah. They can't buy anyone. They got no money. They can't re-strengthen. They're going to lose. Unless they sell. They have to sell they to invest. But even then, they got they... debt. They got 300 million debt. Yeah, Richarlison's the one they got to sell. They've got to cash in on. Well, sounds but like Calvin Lewin's price. going too. Yeah, and but he's done nothing for them. You want to know what their biggest problem is? And I don't, and I hate to say it to you, Dom, but your club legend cannot coach to save his life. I think he's one of the worst coaches to coach in the Premier League era. And on top of no, that being said, he's a player. I don't care what you say. Yeah, and on top of that, he went to a club where the squad should never be in this fight. I know that wasn't his fault, and he wasn't able to drag him out the ship. The only reason they got out of there is because the runner fixtures were, you know, enough double game weeks. That was to take the job of a sinking ship. But I think, and this is where I wanted to say it when we were talking about Burnley, I think what happens next year for Everton and the reason they survive is they sack Lampard after they're in a relegation dogfight and they get Sean Dyche in and Sean Dyche keeps them up. And he's the only one that maybe can turn that club around because he'll bring back some of that old school Merseyside Everton sort of way that David Moyes had about him. Were they and safe? They, okay. they were safe on the last day, weren't they? They were, but that's only because of the double game week stuff they had. And imagine if Palace didn't throw that two goal lead away. Exactly. And that's Lampard's going to sit there and think, oh, I'm a great coach. I turned around. No, Palace just imploded, mate. And a lot of the results, Palace imploded. And you look at Lampard's history as a coach, and I've said it many times before, only reason that he got the Chelsea job is because he had about 20 million loans in the championship. Didn't get him up anyway. Um, and then went to the Chelsea job, imploded, had one decent day out against Liverpool and still got beat and beat his chest about getting beat by Liverpool, which is nothing to beat your chest about because you lost. And then he's ended up at an Everton job with a squad that should never be in the situation that they were in. Rafa had injuries, understand that. But he had a very fit squad apart from Calvert-Lewin and still nearly got him down. So for me, I think if you're Everton, I know they won't do it because it's Frank Lampard. But if I'm sitting there looking at that, I'm going, we're sacking him for a better coach and Sean Dyche is available. But what will happen is they'll get in a relegation fight and it'll be up to Sean Dyche to save him. If they will, if he won't, I don't know. But that's my prediction next year. My strong prediction, Lampard will get the sack, Everton will face relegation and Sean Dyche will be the manager that comes in. My thing with them as I've already said, is they can't strengthen unless they sell. That's the key. And I want them to stay up. Yeah, I think it'd be funny for them to go down. I, I look, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'll laugh, but from a point of view of me being a Liverpool fan and what games I like to watch, I pencil the emergency side derby in every time. Yeah. So I'd rather them stay up because I like to watch it. But All right, so Dom, you were saying that we're overreacting. What's the strong points to Everton at the moment? Uh, I just really hate Jordan Pickford. <laughs> really, really hate him. Um, I think it's just a bit of an overreaction. they got a good team. They'll keep hold of their players. I don't think see anyone leaving. They'll be mid-table. They'll 15th to 10th. They'll sit because they'll have play- serviceable players. It's just a one-off. They'll always, they'll always be that. I don't know. For, me, for, a while, for a long while, they'll be that 10th to 15th club. That's what we've been. That's the issue, though. There's a point where if you start regressing, where's the point of no return? And I think yeah, yeah it was this year. They're on the cliff. They're that was cliff. this year. I don't, I don't think they've got a squad that is good enough defensively, at least anyway, about Pickford. So imagine if he go. He they're lucky that there's no world he goes to Newcastle. They are so that's lucky. What? How do you rate Pickford? I don't, but he's a good shot he's stopper. He's a good shot stopper. 
That's all it is. He's a shot He's stopper. He's good with his feet too, but he, I don't know why people rave on about him because he beats his chest when he makes a save. Hey, I do that. For me, he should not be England's number one. He shouldn't be. Ramsdale should be. But the fact he plays really no, well for England... Nick Pope should be. Nah, Ramsdale suits the system. More. Ramsdale because Nick of the Pope. feet. Nick Pope's only good at making a save. Get, He's get the best shot stopper. You need to... Ramsdale is a good shot stopper. He's a as good shot stopper as well. Ramsdale's very underrated. Yeah. Oh, Ramsdale's never taking Pope. I'd take Ramsdale. Look, I think Ramsdale, Pickford. Yeah, I'm with you. That Pickford's third. Yeah, I'm Ramsdale first. Pickford every time he plays for Everton. He deserves because he plays for Burnley. Put him in an Arsenal or a Spurs or a top. I think that's different. I think that's different there, Dom. Yeah. The fact that he plays for Burnley, everyone looks at him and goes, man, the amount of saves this guy makes and the fact that he nearly keeps him up in the Premier League single-handedly every single season, which he it's hasn't until this positive. year. He nearly did again. Against what? Was it Southampton? He made like three weldies of a save to get them a point and they nearly keep yeah, him up. Yeah, he's a star. He's unreal. And like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big believer that first and foremost as a, as a goalkeeper, you need to make a save because that's your job. And then secondary is your feet. But the modern game is about how you use your feet. No, that's where, yeah, the one. modern game's gone... Wally with being able to play with your feet. That's what I think. Just Newcastle. Keep the ball out. Look at Courtois can't kick a ball to save his life, and he was just just won the Champions League for his club. Yeah, and, and that's there, there are certain managers which Ancelotti, Conte, Conte won't care. No, Sir Alex Ferguson never cared. Klopp, I don't think cares. No, nah, he, he, he likes it because Alex... thing. he likes it, but I don't think it's a big thing. No, nah. because he, he's got Allison who does it. If Allison couldn't kick a ball to save his life, he wouldn't care. No, nah, because either one at once. That's what we got him. So for. I think the big, you look at the great managers, and that's not a thing. In Tuchel, Tuchel, I think it's overthought about in the modern game. I think just save the ball, keep the ball out, and if you're under pressure, just hoof it out. Okay, you're, in that case, then if you're Conte and you need to replace Loris, which he does, in my opinion, you're going for Nick Pope. You're going for Jordan Pickford. Uh, Nick Pope every day of the week. Yeah. I think that's fair. If I'm Conte, yeah. If I'm Pep, then probably I go. Pickford. And if you're Eddie Howe, if you're Eddie Howe, who do you get out of them two? Because I don't think they want Dubrovka. I think it's Nick Pope. I think it's Pope who's relegated. Yeah. Not that they've thought of cash. And then that leaves Pickford staying stranded at Everton for another year. The yeah, fact that he he's been at Everton for that long, being England's number one, shows. Yeah. That I don't think anyone thinks he's quality. And that's yet again, I know he made saves in the run-in, but it's their defence is relying on Pickford, then... I see them going down eventually, and I just think next year will be the year unless they sack Lampard and get Sean Dyche in. And a club like Everton, who we've known to be pushing for Europe, making European places, should not have Sean Dyche as their manager as much as we love him. And oh, look, I think yeah. Sean Dyche quite a good manager, but he needs investment. I think yeah, Dyche. Everton is just the bottom half play have in the next few years because teams above them have strengthened. Paul, I've got this question for you about Everton, though. Yeah, far away. They can't, they don't have the money. If they go down next year, they realistically could sit in the championship and go to League One because they have no reinvestment opportunity. Wait, what was that? Do you reckon if Everton Everton could do your Wolves or a Leeds if they went down next year, you know, and then spiral down the Leeds because they oh. have no money? No. Well, they're too big. I think they're too big at that point. Um, okay. I don't know. They just haven't managed their finances very well at all over the last few years to the point where FFP was getting pointed at him. Um, Still is. For overspending. So, look, the fact like the, the fact that they spent one point something million in the window and everything else is a free um, tells you where they were at. 
going into this season and it didn't surprise me really. Like if it wasn't for the run they had at the start when everyone was fresh, then they would have gone down. That's the scary thing. Because Rafa started the first six weeks really well. Everyone was talking yeah. about how good it was. And then the everyone got injured. So, you know, and then you're relying on everyone to come back. That's the other issue. Like, you just don't know. So, a bit of an unknown with Everton. But, look, that'll play itself out. We've got one more team to have a look at here before we wrap up. And it's one that, Damo, you've kind of already vocalized. So, how about you start us off here, Southampton? Nailed on 20th next year. Oh, no. We're going to disagree, no. Damien. Nailed on 20th next year. I think their manager's a fraud. Firstly, he gets beat way Ruffy. too many times. He gets beat way too many times. Like Two times, times 9-0. To be, to be a Premier League manager and he consistently every year have a massive thumping or two. I think they're in Leicester love him. If, it, <laughs> if it's not James Ward-Prowse single-handedly carrying it out, you're in trouble. If something happens to that boy, because he's unbelievable. But they did. What was that? They beat him 6-0. I was going to say they didn't cop a thumping this season, but they did. They Chelsea done every year. Any team that can cop a thumping every single year does not deserve to be in the Prem. Back-to-back uh, -back season where you lose 9-0 is pretty To funny. Leicester as well. That's what's funny. But they'll both to Leicester. I just think, I look at that squad and go, how do you stay up every year? Because there's no one that's particularly good apart from James Ward-Prowse. It's an identity thing. It's a system. It's They've just done they the same. Time. They play four four two. They do the same thing every year. They rely on set pieces. You know, like... They rely on James Wood-Prowse. And honestly, uh, uh, there's a lot smart out there. They should just pick him up so Southampton go there. He covered the most um, distance in the Premier League this year. He's unbelievable. I would, I would love him. Room. I would love him as a backup for us. I, I don't feel I, like I, I appreciate him as an outfield player as much as I should because of he's, how he's good his set pieces are. You know what I mean? I'm Newcastle. I'm picking him up with the money I have. Yeah, him and Gamares would be all right. Yeah, yeah, I know. Look, and I think... If they, if they lose him, he's down. They're down. Done. In order they're for Southampton to stay up, they need 15 goals out of Adam Armstrong. That's what they bought him for. So that's it. He needs to stay fit, and he needs to score goals with Che Adams. If those two can get firing together, that's a combination. What's that winger's name? Is it Salisu? What's his name? Yeah, Salisu. Is it him? Oh. Sorry. No, what's his name? He's got a good winger. Jenpo, that's the one. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I've used him on FM. They need they need a tune out of those guys. Kyle Walker Peters has gone strength to strength. Um at right back. Defensively, I, I would very much worry. Fraser Forster, I think, is a bit underrated too as a shot stopper. And they got that McCarthy bloke too. They got two good goalkeepers there, but centre backs. No, come on! We bought no, that many players from him, Damo. No, come on! No. I have no no qualms with Southampton at all. I just think that they are dead horrid. I think they're I similar think they're to Burnley. Horrid. Every time I watch them, they're dead horrid. If it ain't Nathan Redmond scoring a screamer, if it ain't George Real Price whipping in a dead ball, scoring a free kick, who Redmond. scores their goals? Shay Adams hasn't scored goals at this level. Yes, he Rose has. Is dead horrid. Adam Shea scored Adams goals this year. Consistent enough goals to be a good enough Premier League. This player. year he scored goals. How many he scored this year? It would have been eight or nine, and you were talking about how good that was for Mitrovic. I was talking about how good it is for Mitrovic in a dead, horrid side. Yeah, well, you're taking Southampton to be 20th. 
Southampton are going to be dead uh, 20th next Yeah, you're saying Shay nine's good for a dead Shay horror Adams team. Shay going to be lucky to score five yeah, goals. You've just rattled Shay yourself Adams. there, Damo, because, no, yeah. No. Shay Adams, in three consecutive years at Southampton in the Premier, has not scored. He hasn't digits. started. This is Mitchell the first Vin- year he started. Mitrovic, in two out of his three years in the Premier for Fulham, scored over 10 goals in the season. Yeah, what? He scored, he scored 11. <laughs> he can't say it's over 10 when it's one over. Playing every game. Every game. Adams is his first year playing majority Aylan, games. Aylan, Aylan, sorry. No, it's not. Shea yes, Adams it is. First year in the Premier League. 30 games. 30 games. Yeah, but how many off the goals. bench? Season after that, 36, nine goals. Yeah, how many starts? Games, seven goals. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. If you're coming off the bench for 30 fucking times in a season, you're going to go off the bench more Yeah, for than three minutes, for five minutes, 10 minutes. You can't. Mitrovic has gone be, up and down. There's in there where he's coming off for 45, 25. You know, he's coming on starting. Nah, I'm, for me, Shay Adams is overrated, overhyped, can't score a goal. Armstrong, all the pressure in the world, didn't really get a go this year. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Next year, he goes a lot of weight on his shoulders, probably will fail, right? Brozier shouldn't come back to that football club. They need to buy a striker very, very, very much there, Southampton. Adam Armstrong come Maru, off a season of being at Mitrovic Maru. levels at Blackburn, so in a team worse than Newcastle. So the talent's there. The talent there with Armstrong. Him and Adams have to play up front. There's no events or buts. I then look at wide, and Nathan Redmond's the only prospect that have out there. Yeah, that's a big problem. Nathan Redmond. You said Nathan Redmond over some of the players you've listed. Pardon? You've listed some of those players, Armstrong, Adams, Brozier, and you're saying that Redmond is their best attacker. Redmond is the only one that provides any sort of directness out there. Gineppo. Maybe has an end product. And that's a Rory. Armstrong. I haven't no. seen enough of him Stuart this year Armstrong to go. He's going to be good. No, not Stuart Armstrong. Bro's this is Horrid. the problem. Shay Adams is Horrid. Armstrong you can have. Look, he's all right. But I haven't I seen enough. Nathan Redmond. Nathan Redmond and him are the only two reasons they might stay up. Defensively Horrid. We rely too much on their goalkeeper and they're not as good as Nick Pope. So that's nothing to scream about in terms of staying up. So then for me, it's about James Wood-Prowse, Nathan Redmond and then Stuart Armstrong. Three players. Sorry, three players ain't going to keep you in the Premier League. Three players means Remain you finish twentieth. Remain? Nah, 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 not too slow. <laughs> Livermento. Livermento, not too bad, but Chelsea Loney. No, he's not. No, they signed he, him. Chelsea Loney. Oh, okay, they mind. signed him. Chelsea have the buyback, but they won't buy him back. Livermento's not bad. Not you're not your traditional. So in thirty games, Adams had ten contributions this year. One in three contribution. Okay, it's not too bad. Seven and three in the Premier League off 30 games. How many start? Does it tell you? Nah, it just says 30. Still think it's pretty low for a side that wants to stay up in the Prem. Yeah, but he can't. he's not the main guy. He can't be the main guy. It has to be Armstrong. Oh, Armstrong. What's his name? Yeah, Adam Armstrong. Um, let me have a look here. being slightly harsh on those numbers. I just think they're dead horrid. Every time I watch them, I think they're dead One, horrid. One, two, One, three, 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 Six. Well, who goes down for you next Seven. Seven, uh, eight of those games, eight of 30. It's almost a third of his games he didn't start. And he scored seven. So 22. Seven in 22. One in three. Not too bad. From a shit team. I'll give him credit for that. I'll take that back. Fair enough. (laughs) I still think he's horrid on the eye test. Yeah, he's just quick, strong. And he just needs to improve his finishing. Don't tell me he's not quick. No, no, I was going to say, against every top six club, they're marshalling. No drums. Oh, well, he's and just he's got, like a five-foot-nine stocky idea. striker, but he's not. 
you got to remember the levels that we're talking about. He was talking about bloody 16th in the league, 17th in the 15th in the league. That's right. It's 12. Take the out of top six clubs because if they took the piss out, they'd be <laughs> they would be one of them. <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say. I was just saying. That's why they lose 9-0 like, to Leicester twice and 6 to Chelsea. There's a reason. Because they're shit and they got next year. They need goals from multiple yeah. areas. That's the problem. They don't have it. They're, they're no, gone. they do not have it whatsoever. I think they're gone, they're gone they finish, too. If they don't even finish 20th and they're being dead horrid next year, oh. they'll finish 18th, 17th. I see them in if the relegation lucky. zone for a long period of the season. For me, it's about how they start. That's they why start Bale, the like, take the risk on Bale. Just whack him up there. Just. I don't think that's their identity. To oh. but that, no, if he's going to take a wage cut, cut, even then, it's a free signing. It's a free signing. Go get him. What's the harm? What's the harm in what Bale? Play harm? him in a 10. Maybe? Play Bale in a 10. Just let him float. I think Bale's going to go there because Ralph's in charge. I think Ralph's horrid as a coach, so. Yeah, I think it's time for Ralph to move on. He oh, had his time when he beat him. us when we were buying Phillips and Williams. Nah, <laughs> and he celebrated like he won the World Cup. We had no players. Nah, everyone, beat you. everyone beat you that, that period. Yeah, Burnley beat us at home. You yeah, didn't see bloody great. Sean Dyche mar- crying on the pitch. Dickhead. Sean masterclass. I really was shit. We lost every game in January. We lost four in a row at home. <laughs> anyway, we won't need to get into that. But yeah, nah. Southampton, Don, what are your thoughts? Obviously, Dame and I think they're probably going nah, down. Yes, they are. I think it's been too hard on them. Someone has to go down. <laughs> Who do you think's going down? It's not them. Give me three. Okay, it's a relegation. Give me two. Give me three teams that go down next year. Then, okay, yeah, we give you. Okay, I'll give you Forest. Yep. There's another wild. Then someone else. They're my only miss, two that I'd say. Who was the other one? You lagged out. I miss the other one. Yeah. Forest and Bournemouth. Oh, that's so safe. Forest and Bournemouth and Leeds are down there. Mate. I'm inclined I've, to say Leeds if I didn't have such a soft spot for them. I, I think you're missing a couple of clubs there. I, I reckon Leeds Forest and Southampton are my two. Forest, Southampton are my two. I'm telling you right now, next year it's going to be Forest, it's going to be Southampton, it's going to be Everton. That's your three. I'm not, I, I'm not prepared to put my bullies on the line for Everton just yet. If they have a window, if Everton have a window like they did this time last year, then I'll I'll join you. But I want to see what what they do first. I just think it, for for back to Everton for their sake, they can't start bad this year. If they start bad this season coming, they they're gone. They always historically they start well though. Historically they do, and that's what usually saves them. But for me, Southampton are gone. Forest, I hope they stay up, but it's always the challenge. I just think Fulham and yeah, Bournemouth yeah. have enough to stay up. Fulham stay up, I think. Leeds, I think, is a question mark. Anyway. For me, it's a question anyway, of what Leeds can do. They're just their personal vendettas for some reason. I do not at all. I don't mind. Nah, Southampton was dreadful this year. I've done FM saves at Southampton. <laughs> That's personal vendetta. not a personal vendetta. I could drive myself Southampton. Because he did a youth-only save. Uh, yeah. Got rid of everybody. It was meant to be a youth only save and said it's meant to be a grind. And I think I went 14 games and won 13 and drew once Liverpool and Anfield. I was like, yeah, this is too easy. All right. Well, that's it for the first quarter of the table. Far out. We got, mayhem, yeah. We've got some interesting episodes to come. Middle to get all in one. Just yeah. What was that? Because they, 
that is next bit of quicker and sharper because it's probably less relevant than teams who have just come up and yeah like you don't have to talk about crystal palace and i don't even know those those making up the numbers clubs yeah fantastic all right i think we got one question um this week so if you want your questions answered on the pod by us make sure you get in the discord this is a very specific question to where we're from yeah. But just general reaction, Mo Toure and Yaya Dukli going the Reams from Adelaide United. Are they good enough to start or be in the first team or are they going to get loaned out? What do you guys think? Reams uh, just got relegated, didn't they? You they were already so. down there, weren't they? I think mean, they got relegated again. I think they went no, down this year, didn't they? they? Or they, they just stayed up? Or well, were they League 2 when they first, not when Mo first signed? Because he signed a while ago. I thought he signed when they were in... League two. Already. I'll tell you. I didn't think they're in League One. No, fact, sorry, they finished twelfth in League One this year. Oh jeez. Okay, never won. Maybe anyway, I've done well. I wonder if they came up can you quickly look Dame while you get your phone there? Did they come up the year before? Yeah, I, I feel like when he signed yeah. they were in League Two. Yeah. No, they were finished fourteenth the year before. 14th. Was it was two years ago. Two years ago. Did he sign it that long ago? No, twenty nineteen twenty they finished sixth. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about then. Well, even better. So they're declining. <laughs> no, I reckon there was talks of them signing for another... Oh, French and they ended up signing for Reims. They've been a mainstay here for a while. And Means, that's who they were. I think they'll link with. The Means, SC. Fair enough. And then they went to Look, Well, they're definitely they not good enough to start. 2017-18. Yeah. Right. They're definitely and not good enough to start. Boys. Let's put it that way. No. Look, How Yaya has managed to scalp a move there is purely to settle Mo. He's, He's an NPO player. Yeah, and look, yeah, that, just, that's exactly it. There <laughs> There's no him. other reason. His, look, that's the only thing. The fact he couldn't is, get in the team this year for Adelaide, you know what? He's no chance. No chance. All Good for the done. CV. Maybe he all learns. All maybe he learns something. All they've done is gone to Toure and gone, who do you want to take with you to make you happy? And he said, oh, let me pick my best mate. And He's a bag of balls. I don't, 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 I don't uh, dispute that decision because it settles them. I, don't, the I, I, think that, I think that's good for the football club. And in the end, um, you know, yeah, uh, Duckley there or whatever he said, Dukley or whatever you know, his name. Yeah, he, he may learn a thing or two. He's still young. He'll still be a decent enough footballer at an A-league level if he develops. So don't think the move's bad for him. Yeah. I just don't see a world where they break into that first 11. No, nah, maybe they soon. both go on loan to an affiliate club too, maybe. Or Mo plays in the 23s. It'd be interesting to see what happens in two, three years' time with Mo. But um, I do think there's a strong possibility that they end up not playing ever or breaking in and they end up back in Australia. That happens to most oh, people that go over. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not too, but that's kind of our trend at the minute with the A-League You can't break in. Yeah, because it's just the quality is not here in Australian football. Hints uh, where Ailing, hints where our Australia side is. Oh, Mo's got the attributes, so yeah, that's the thing. Mo's, Mo's one of Mo's one of three players at that football club that could make it in Europe at Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's more. We've got half a dozen in our current Adelaide United team, Mo included. I think it's Mo. It's Aaron Kunda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bernardo. Bernardo. Um, Alex Popovich. Yeah, another yeah, one I'll give class. you that four. I actually think Joe Gauchi is a key. Yeah, Gauchi. Yeah. Joe Gauchi. Five. Five. Um, five and... No one else, I think. Nah. 
no, none of the not midfielders. Nah, 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 nothing. Nah, not Dorigo. Um, yeah, it's probably about it. I haven't seen the Alagic enough. Nah, he haven't seen him enough to say yes or no. The fact that he didn't play this year tells you where he's at. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cassini hasn't really kicked on. I know he's left, but he didn't kick on at all. Even when he came back, he didn't look good. We let him go. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I think Murray's got that perseverance and now we're probably seeing a new generation where the past five, ten years it's been a kind of cop out. George Blackwood. <laughs> he's, he's horrid. Oh, he Holy, his, you think... He had his crack at league too. You, you think I hate Brozier, George Blackwood. He's the worst player to ever play in the A-League. He scored more goals the ball getting kicked into him than him kicking it into the net. The problem... <laughs> no, I think... Yeah, I think him him and Yankee just frustrate me watching them two play A-League football. Yankee did something. Uh, anyway. Dom, final thoughts? I think I'm seeing a change of the guard where Australians going to back themselves overseas instead of going for a year, getting an easy earn back home in Australia. And then, I hope so. Yeah. Oh, someone caught my eye. I can't remember who it was now. Who in the A-League? Um, ah, who was? Oh, I can't remember. He's going to do my head in now. Um... Obviously, Christian's doing well in Roma at Roma, but he won't play. I think he, he's always dumb yeah. for picking Italy at this point. He is. He, but I think he's got a vendetta against Australia. He got cut from Buddy Sydney FC, and now Mourinho is playing them. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say about our, our Australian coaches? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're horrid here. Don't worry, mate. And the knowledge we've got. Embarrassing. Anyway, we are embarrassing. Yeah, I think a lot more. Even at, in an hour, our time, what's the under twenty threes play? Good little, got some good players out there. How am I going to watch the twenty threes? It's on Paramount. I don't have Paramount. Oh, I still do. I have to cancel it. I'll watch that. <laughs> I'm making for a yeah, while. Give, can. give Paul the login. Yeah, I will. There's, there's a centimetre. He's a captain. He plays for Fulham. He played a few games in the championship this year. Um, oh, I know exactly who you want to be. I need to oh, remember the his Cole name. Brothers. Who? The Cool Brothers. Yeah. African lads from Central Coast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Scored a scorpion kick. Fantastic. All right, I think on that note, that's where we're going to leave this episode. Once again, guys, thanks for your energy and input tonight. Remember, top left, links will be in the description. Catch Damo underscore 23, Twitch, YouTube, to see his genuine save over with you, gang. Almost threw it away because we're a bit ahead. Dom on Twitter. Oh, I guess on Twitch they know, don't they? They're watching your yeah. Twitch. Go over and see his journeyman. You'll find out who he's managing. If you got it from me stumbling then, then you're pretty good. Dom over on Twitter, especially weekends time. He got some good content out there around the footy. We haven't even spoken about AFL. We might let the buy rounds yeah. go by and then we'll talk about footy later. And then yeah, for me, my access is all here on Paulie29, YouTube uh, and Twitch if you want to see what I've done with Derby. Once again, that is all for episode 53 of the PD Sports Podcast. If Australia does shit this week, then you'll see episode 54 pretty quickly. We'll see you later. Say bye, lads. Hey boys. Catch ya. Have a good one, lads. Good to again. Cheers. See ya.